0: Welcome to Microsoft Mechanics. Coming up, we're going to take a look at what's new with System Center 2016, including the latest support for Windows Server 2016 with updates for shielded VMs and Nano Server. We're also going to build hyper-converged storage clusters using new Storage Spaces Direct technology. We're going to tune alerts and also discover management packs more easily with Operations Manager, and we'll see what's coming for hybrid management across your data center and the cloud. joined today by our Lead Program Management for System Center, Kieran. Welcome. Good to be here. So We've done a lot in terms of System Center 2016 with some new updates for TP5, but what's new with this release?
1: So for those not familiar with System Center, there are multiple components that allow you to manage every aspect of your application and infrastructure, whether running in a virtual environment or a physical environment. Ultimately, the focus of System Center is to service the needs of the data center and we're driving innovations to simplify management of every aspect of your of your life cycle, whether it is monitoring your applications, monitoring your data center, or whether it is managing your server or client configurations, or whether it is managing your virtual infrastructure. So you said virtual infrastructure. I know the Windows
0: Server 2016, we've done lots of updates there for virtual machines, mainly shielded VMs, a new security technology to really make sure that people who should have access have access to those virtual machines, and also Nano Server, which also gives you a smaller footprint build of Windows
1: Server and also fewer patches. What are we doing around those new virtualization technologies? So with Virtual Machine Manager 2016, we've made it easy to manage all of your infrastructure fabric and your virtual machines all in one place. Case in point is shielded VMs where we've made it so that it's just part of your workflow and easy to manage through the Virtual Machine Manager wizard.
0: You try to make it easy, as easy as possible. So I'm actually going to show a demo of what this looks like. So here I've got uh, System Center Virtual Machine Manager. I've got a couple of hosts already configured here, and I've got, I'm going to go ahead and click on the properties of these hosts. What I'm going to see is the Host Guardian service is turned on, and this is part of getting Shielded VMs to work. The host has to have that service and configured and enrolled in. So now I'm going to go ahead and load some uh, demo Shielded VM templates. I'm going to create a virtual machine. I'm going to go through the normal steps with System Center Virtual Machine Manager. And here I've got my Shielded VM template we saw earlier. I'm going to give it a name, demo VM 2 Hit next and go through the standard process. We'll hit next on the hardware configuration. And then we're going to look at our shielded uh, data. So our shielded data file is something that basically permits us as an IT department to own who's going to be able to access that VHD file, not the operator of the fabric, for example. I'm going to go ahead and uh, choose the destination default. And now I can look at my hosts themselves. And here I've got a host rating to make sure that that host guarding service has been configured and enrolled and everything's working. And I can click Next. Everything meets the requirements I need. Then I'm going to review what's going to set up, look at the networking, look at my final properties, and there's my final summary. Now I'm ready to actually create that shielded VM. I'm going to go ahead and hit create here, and that's basically going to take a couple of
1: moments and build that VM. So the key point out here is that all of this is automated and managed through Virtual Machine Manager. So now once that VM is created, let's take a look at what can be done.
0: All right, so now I've got my my shielded VM, demo VM two, as we saw earlier, created, and I'm going to go ahead and have a look at what that is. And I'm, what I'm going to do here is try to mount that VHD file just to show you what the shielding actually does for me. So I'm going to go into hardware configuration just so I can grab the path to where that actual VHDX file is stored. So we're going to go ahead and copy that here from our UNC path on the on the host server, and copy that. Now I'll cancel out of that dialog and open up disk management. And I could use diskpart.exe if I wanted to do it via and command And that's log. on the host on which the VM was provisioned. Right, now we're going to attach the VHD as we normally can do to mount that VHD. And now you can see with the shielded VM, it's BitLocker encrypted. So normally a VHDX file or a VHD I'd be able to attach and actually see what's inside of it, but here I can't. If I even go to open it, just with the open command, it'll say that E is not available. If I open a command prompt and try to do a directory of E that's not going to be able to show me that so here I've got everything encrypted shielded and what's happened is even if I get access to that VHDX file there's no way to look at it and VMM did all the work to do the shielding and provision the host uh, guardian service and everything in the background for me. So we did everything for you to create and manage those shielded VMs. Really exciting stuff but I know you've done a lot more for virtualization so why don't you go
1: through the rest of what you can do in VMM. With VMM 2016, we are adding capabilities to provision complex environments with multi-machine deployments. We are also adding capabilities to simplify your networking and reduce dependency on physical networking infrastructure through software-defined networking. We are allowing you to deploy and update your windows without any downtime through rolling cluster upgrades and we've also added the capability to support the hyperconverged deployment architecture that is being that is being introduced in Windows Server 2016.
0: Now, if you aren't familiar with hyperconverged clusters, what that basically does is it takes all of your disks, whether they're solid state drives, hard disks, and will actually put them into one storage pool, so you can use them either as clustered storage
1: or as a file server, for example. That's correct. Let's take a look at what what happens under the covers. Okay. So here we have a few hosts, each with some local disks and local SSDs in them. Now, using Spaces Direct technology, what what what'll do is create a storage pool, which is a large giant pool that can be accessed by VMs or by another cluster. And you can have different performance characteristics from those virtual disks, right? That's correct. So you can carve out virtual disks from these pools, each with different performance characteristics, availability characteristics, and reliability characteristics. Mirroring all of that, right? Absolutely. And then you can make them accessible from any host in the cluster by using cluster shared volumes, and then either have your virtual machines access that storage directly, or export it as a file server so other clusters can access that storage. This is really incredible work because
0: I've been spending a lot of time in the last several years doing server and client deployment automation. Really, you've gotten it down to one checkbox to get all of this working. So let me just show you how easy it is to create this hyper-converged cluster. So here I've got four hosts, and these four hosts have 25 storage disks apiece, and I want to be able to converge all of their disks together in one hyper-converged cluster. So I'm going to go ahead and click Create, go into the Hyper-V cluster uh, option there, I'm going to give it a name, demo cluster, and this checkbox here is really important. This is the thing that's going to tell it to do all the automation to build this hyperconverged cluster out. Now I'm going to go ahead and click next, I'm going to browse for the account I want to run in as admin, I'm going to select all the hosts I want, in this case I'll just do a select all, I'll click next, no IP addresses to configure, and click finish, and it was as easy as that. If I think back to all those years I spent building client deployment and server deployment task sequences. Literally that checkbox did all of that work for me and is doing everything under
1: the covers. Absolutely. So when you hit finish, it'll take a few minutes to configure that cluster. But once it's done, you'll have a pool of storage ready to use. Now, when you go to the job status, it'll show you the details of what it exactly did. So let's take a look.
0: All right. So here I'm back a few moments later. Everything's been built. I can see all the different uh, steps that it's done in terms of preparing the nodes, looking and preparing. Uh, and deduping all my storage, all these different things it's done as part of that automation. So really, really powerful stuff that you've built in through a VMM, but it gets even better than that because now that I have some virtual machines and some hosts, I've got a larger data center. I need to be able to monitor what's going on. And one of the worst things for me is really dealing with the noise and making sure that I have the right tools in place to monitor the right things. So you've done some work to actually make management packs the thing that we use to scope those alerts and, and what's coming to us, make those more discover, discoverable
1: with Ops Manager, right? That's correct. With, in terms of monitoring their data center, well, what we've done is added capabilities to monitor things like nano servers, to, to uh, do alert lifecycle management in terms of tuning your alerts, or uh, even discovering uh, management packs, updating them, and in some cases even allowing you to roll them back. So let's take a look at how we can discover the management packs. Okay. So what we have here is the SCOM 2016 console. And under the administration option, we have something known as Updates and Recommendations. What this does is it gets all of the workloads that are under management by SCOM and tells me whether the management pack itself is not installed, partially installed or has an update available. Let's look take a look at one of these workloads. Now when I look at Active Directory Federation Services, I can go on more information and tell me, and it tells me all of the server that's running that workload. I can click on Get MP, and it connects to Download Center and gives me the management pack required to monitor that workload. So I can click on that and simply install it.
0: And that spares you the trip to have to go
1: into the browser and grab the management pack from the Download Center and load it yourself. Exactly. Similarly, I can see that certain workloads have The management pack installed but have an update available. Mm -hmm. In this situation or in this scenario I have the Office SharePoint Foundation 2010 which has a management pack installed but it has an update available. So when I click on more information it gives me the version of the management pack installed as well as the newly available version and then what I can do again is go to the get MP option and download uh, the management pack from the download center itself.
0: So again you can see that direct link to the Download Center, whether you have to just fix maybe a partially installed case, something that's not installed, or in this case you want to update to the latest and greatest management pack, this will take you right to that spot in Download Center without even making you go to the browser. That's correct. So beyond all of that, thus, now that we have the ability to kind of tune and scope the alerts, to, in this case our SharePoint farm maybe, we're doing a lot in terms of alert tuning because the worst thing is if I've got thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds thousands of servers running, is this getting alerts flying from all of them? I only really want to know what's important, what's going
1: to break something. Have you done something there to make alert tuning better? Absolutely, and as, you're, as you rightly point out, that's been a, lot, a, a big customer ask for us. So let's take a look at what we've done here. Okay. So again, we're in the SCOM 2016 console and we've added an option called Tune Management Packs. And here, what we have is all the management packs that, uh, that are under management by by SCOM. And what we can do is identify the management packs we want to tune, and filter by date, time, as well as a threshold in terms of the alerts that are generated. Mm-hmm. And what this does is it gives me all the management packs as well as the alert count that meet their criteria. Now this is a demo environment, so there are very few alerts that are generated. I can click on tune alerts, and what that does is it goes into a drill down of all the alerts that were generated by that management pack based on the rules or monitors that I've set up in SCOM. Now I can select a specific alert I can click on View Override Sources, which gives me a list of all the servers that generated those alerts. Mm-hmm. And I can check, uh, click on that and either disable the alerts or set an override such that it, either the alert is not generated or it's suppressed. So what it, that does, it allows me to control the number of alerts generated. Similarly, I can click on override the rules of themselves by object, by group, by specific object of the class or by objects of another class, to give me a level of granularity by which those alerts can either be disabled or overridden. So based on this, what users will get is the ability to manage the number of alerts that are generated, thereby helping them focus only on the most important alerts. Really good stuff. So beyond all this, and a lot of people are
0: moving some of, maybe some are moving faster than others, to cloud workloads. How do I manage what's in my local data center through Ops Manager, and maybe what I'm using, Operations Management Suite
1: for my cloud services in one place, are we doing something there? Absolutely. So if you're not familiar, Operations Management Suite is a cloud-based service that allows you to run IT operations management for all your workloads, whether it's running in the cloud or whether it's running Mm on-prem. What we have today is integration between SCOM and OMS, or Operations Management Suite, which allows SCOM alerts to be uh, piped up to OMS where where you can run analytics and gain insights on the alerts themselves. Let's take a look. Okay. So here we are back in the SCOM console where we have the Operations Management Suite option. We can click on add computer or group and add SCOM managed uh, uh, servers to Operations Management Suite. Okay. Then I can go to the browser, go to Alert Management on OMS and see that those servers appear on the list and I can click on the server and get um, the details of all the alerts that are generated by that server. As simple as that.
0: Really cool to see. So all of those views that you have, all the graphics, all the elements that we have through OMS, making that a really great experience in terms of monitoring my data center. I can not only look at what's running maybe in Azure, but I can also see what's running through the things that are being managed and kind of monitored via Ops Manager on premises. Really good work, but beyond all of this, what are you guys
1: doing in terms of future direction? So let me first emphasize that System Center is a fundamental part of Microsoft's management strategy. Mm In addition, we are looking to extend System Center via OMS to provide more hybrid management capabilities in the cloud. In addition, we'll continue to support updates and add innovation in terms of supporting Windows, Linux, virtualization, as well as applications. This is really great stuff. So, Karen, if I wanted to get started with System Center 2016, where do I go? So System Center is in technical preview today. You can download the bits and take it out for a spin now. So this is
0: just a, a scratching of the surface, really, when you think about it, with System Center Ops Manager and Virtual Machine Manager, but there are a lot of other components within System Center 2016. That's about all the time we have for today's show. Of course, you can stay up to date with the latest updates from Microsoft and Microsoft Mechanics. Watch Wednesday's or as news breaks. Thanks for watching, and goodbye for now.